Hello, and welcome to the Jill Cruz podcast. This is Jill Cruz. When was the last time you received without condition? We've been trained very carefully, I believe, to always receive in a transactional nature. And I think this affects our, well, everything. (laughs) I think this affects our health, I was going to say. And I think it also affects food and eating choices. I don't know, I'm just really getting this strong sense that I have not been good at receiving my entire life. Well, maybe when I was a kid, I probably was good when I was a kid because that was before I learned that in order to receive, I had to give. And I think as women, you know, the the training, <laughs> the education is that we have to give 10 to get one. And even then, I think as I get older or as I have gotten older in my life, I've gotten worse and worse at receiving. So I think back in my 20s and my my teens and my 20s and, you know, like if someone gave me something, I was like, yeah, (laughs) I didn't feel guilty. I didn't feel like I had to work for it. The transactional nature was not there as much. So we're taught, you know, like a job teaches you that you work and then you receive money. So that's very transactional. And then I think in relationships, you know, if I give you love, then I will receive love. And so the act of receiving is never just pure receiving. There's always a giving that occurs. And maybe that's the natural order of things in the universe. But if I find myself struggling to receive, that's a problem. And I think this is a a thing that happens with a lot of women. And, you know, and then we have kids, right? And it's like, oh, you know, the the giving is like a thousand, a hundred thousand percent. And the receiving is there, but it's so easy to get caught up in the busyness of life because I think that what we receive from our children when they're little is very, you know, there's no, it's invisible, right? It's, it's not, we can't see it. It's, a, it's just a feeling <laughs> for the most part, right? They're not paying us rent. They're not doing their chores, at least until they're, you know, seven, eight, nine years old, they start doing some chores. But until then, it's just give, give, give. And, and we have to actively receive, right? If you're busy, you're not paying attention and you're not being present with your two-year-old, you're probably going to miss the receiving. And I think I definitely did that. Like I was, when my kids were little, I would say I wasn't, I wasn't one of those parents who was excited about sitting around playing with her kids. Okay. (laughs) That was me. I was like, it was boring, you know, and I would do it, but it, it felt like, okay, well, when when can we move on to something else? That's a little bit of a reveal there. So the receiving for me was, and, and this, oh, wow, this is cool. I'm realizing it's now. When Belle, my oldest daughter, was born, I got into this habit of eating ice cream like every night. And I, I did it when I was pregnant a little bit, but once she was born, at the end of the day, it was like I had just giving and giving and giving and giving and giving and not not actively receiving, which I think is kind of something you have to do with a two-month-old who doesn't sleep much. <laughs> like, okay, what can I receive here? So what it was was ice cream. That's what I decided in some convoluted way 
you know, unconscious way, I should say, of look, I'm not, I'm not getting anything here. So I shouldn't say I'm not getting anything. I mean, I enjoyed my baby. I, I, I loved her. I felt love like I had never felt before. And that was wonderful. But I think that the scale was tipped too heavily on the side of giving. And I used food as a way to receive. I, I continued to do that for a very long time. So I talked about this in another podcast episode. It was episode 59 about nourishing ourselves first. So I, I recommend, if this is something intriguing to you, I recommend you listen to that, to episode 59, because I talk about how we have to nourish the physical body, the emotional, spiritual, and intellect first, if we are ever going to be able to control like the cravings or just, you know, bad eating habits or just eating when we're not hungry, all of that stuff. You know, it's funny because when I recorded that, I didn't connect it to the word receiving. But now I am, and I think this is an essential part of this conversation, because even the act of nourishment feels like a little bit of like effort. Like, I want to learn how to effortlessly receive. Do you want to try to do that with me? <laughs> Let me know. I want to hear about how we receive. Like, let's start like a receiving group. <laughs> I received this today without any effort because I feel like, you know, I'm 52 years old and I've just been giving and giving and giving and giving and giving and giving. And I'm like ready to receive. And I think this has been for me in my business too. Like I love doing this podcast and I get so much gratification from it. So I think, I think that's like for me, the reason that I, I love doing this is that I really enjoy it. So it doesn't feel like I'm giving to you. It feels like I'm like giving to myself. <laughs> but at the same time, all the things that I do for my work are of a giving nature. And it's transactional, right? Because it's like, well, I'm going to make this stuff and then people are going to be our clients and they're going to give us money and then there's going to be this transaction and we're going to, by their virtue of paying us money, we're going to help them. And there's, I don't think there's, there's nothing wrong with that model because we have to live in this world and money is a requirement to eat and to have a home. So that transactional nature of things, I mean, I do it all the time. I go to the store and I, <laughs> I give money and they give me food, right? There's nothing wrong with the transactional nature of giving and receiving, but I think that, oh, it's such a something I want to think about, you know, is there a way to receive effortlessly? Uh, and, I, and I feel like this is tied in with the conversation around nourishment. So, if I'm talking on this podcast and I'm actually given an opportunity to just explore my own thoughts <laughs> and someone is listening and going, yeah, wow, that's interesting. I never thought about that. Or I did think about that. And it's, and it's like interesting, you know, like that's, it feels very rewarding for me. And so I, I feel like I just want more and more of that. Like almost like everything I do in my work, uh, whether it's, you know, being on a call with a new client and, and seeing what their needs are and then, and then matching them with one of our nutritionists and then getting on a call with one of the nutritionists and hashing out what they're going through and talking about a client and saying, hey, 
you know, what does this person need? How can we best serve this person? That's all, or, or doing this podcast or writing a blog post or creating a challenge, like even going to networking events, like all of the stuff that I do for my business is stuff that is like, you know, 90% of it is extremely rewarding for me. So I've, I focus on that because that feels like uh, receiving in a way that's independent of revenue. And I, I feel like for me, that's a really important thing to focus on. But I think we could relate this to anything. Relationships. I think we have, we go into relationships with an expectation of something. And some of us give, 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 and we don't, we're not good at receiving in those relationships. And then sometimes there are people certainly who take, 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 or receive, 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 and they don't give. And, and that's seen as bad, right? Like almost like receiving is seen almost as like a bad, a negative thing. It's a selfish thing. Like, oh, you know, here I am in this relationship and I keep getting cared for by my husband. There's something wrong. I owe him something. And again, it's very transactional. I almost feel like, can we remove the transactional nature of giving and receiving and just give because we want to, because it feels good and then no expectation, right? And then can we also receive because we want to? And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with wanting to receive. And I'm thinking about, also food, relating this to food. Think about it. Is there, do you have a transactional nature with food? I think I do. And, and the funny thing about food that's so interesting is it's like the one thing that we can easily receive. Like, and I think that's why so many of us struggle with overeating or eating when we're not hungry is that, okay, I've been giving all day long. And now I get to receive something and I don't have to feel guilty about it in terms of like, I think we, we, we've been taught, like I said, like this transactional nature. So like if I receive help from somebody or if my boyfriend gives me or my girlfriend gives me a massage, then now I owe that person something. If someone is kind to me, shows me kindness or appreciation, then now I owe them something. So it, there's like some kind of like guilt or not wanting to assume that favor so that now I, I owe that person something in the receiving process that I think we avoid that. And partially because I think as women, we give so much and it's like, no, don't do anything for me because then I'm going to have to do 10 things for you. And I don't want to do that. And that's us who impose that thought on ourselves, right? Like if I actually sat down and said, look, for everything I'm going to give you, you're going to give me something back. I don't know if I would say that, but if we did that, I don't think anybody would complain, especially men. <laughs> So, but I think we have this internal dialogue that's like, well, if I, if someone does something for me, then that just means I have to do something for them. And I'm tired of doing things for people. So what am I going to do? I'm going to take something that doesn't require much from me. And that is food. Like all I have to do is go to the supermarket and pay for it or go to the store, right? Or the restaurant, whatever. And then it's there for me. It's just sitting in the fridge waiting for me. It doesn't have any expectation of me at all. I just get to consume it and receive it holistically without any expectation of my giving back. 
And that's, I think, such an important part of this dialogue around why we tend to overeat or eat when we're not hungry. It's like, I'm just here to receive. So the question is, how else can I receive? Can we receive without feeling like we have to give back? I think that's the crux of it. So food is great for that, right? (laughs) So let's keep enjoying food. But can we stop using food as a to fill that void of receiving that we're missing out on in every other area of our lives? Like, can I receive appreciation, just receive it without feeling like I have to give it back? Can I receive attention, just attention without just, just openly just open up and receive? Can I do that? That feels like it's something that I'm going to have to practice. <laughs> One more thing to practice. Add it to the list. But I, but I think this thing, this thing that if we can practice receiving, then other stuff will get easier. So I think if I'm actively practicing just a release, it almost feels like a release, like a letting go of resistance uh, to receiving. Like, let me knock those walls down and just be here and just receive the attention and just receive the appreciation and just receive the love and just receive the compliments, Uh, receive luck, like, I want to receive luck <laughs> and I want to receive accolades. I want to receive more appreciation and attention. Like, I'm just, this is just me revealing to whoever's listening, the world. <laughs> what do you want to receive? Like, make a list. I want to receive these hundred things. Make a list. Keep going too. Keep going. Try to get 20 or 30 things that you're open to receiving without any expectation of your giving. And, and again, I think that there's a natural order of things of giving and receiving that it's almost like the, the scale has been tipped so heavily to giving for me that to feel like I feel like I need to receive a lot in order to kind of make up for all the giving. And then and then one day I'll be like that pendulum and I'll just settle in the middle and I'll be like, OK, I just receive and I just give like every day. That's just what I do. I receive and I give. I receive and I give. And it's, it's just like this flow. And that's where I want to go. That's my destination for sure. Or maybe, you know, it's the journey. <laughs> but I think that this is really important. This is really, really important. It's important for me. I think it's important for everyone, because, especially women, again, because of what I've just described about how we've been trained to be transactional. We've been trained to, we give 10, we get one if we're lucky and we have to do it. When we get that one, we have to make excuses and, you know, yeah, thank you. But, you know, it was really my my sister who did all the work or... <laughs> you know, someone gives us a compliment. It's like, yeah, well, you know, I bought this. uh, It was cheap. No, just receive the compliment. Just to receive the fucking compliment. Okay. Like, can we just do that? Can we just say, thank you. Thank you. And that's it. And when someone offers to do me, do something for me, can I just say, yes, please. Thank you. And just receiving that. And I think it's also an energetic thing of just feeling like you're receiving, you know, And fill up that cup with that receiving because then there'll be less of a dependence on using food as like the major, major giver 
to ourselves, right? Like that's the one thing that we can just receive and receive and receive and receive and receive. And then we're, we've overeaten and we feel awful, right? Let's stop receiving so much food in order to fill a void of not receiving in a hundred other areas in our lives. That's the takeaway. And then a reminder to always be gentle on yourself. If you're a, not a good receiver, that's okay. I'm not either. This is, again, something that I'm, I'm going to practice. And if this is interesting to you, I invite you to practice it. How can you receive more? Make a list of what you want to receive and be more conscious of this in your day-to-day -day life. But it's not something you know, once we start to think, oh, I got to be a good receiver, I got to get really good at that and be perfect at receiving now, that's what Jill said is going to help me, then the magic is lost, right? So let's get away from being the perfect receiver and just, just kind of experiencing it and allowing it to flow and things are what they are and things are going to be what they're going to be. So I love one of my favorite expressions is what is happening is exactly what is supposed to be happening. What is happening is exactly what's supposed to be happening. So if I'm not doing a good job at receiving today, that's what's supposed to be happening. Why? Why is that supposed to be happening? Well, number one, it's happening. <laughs> that's your evidence that it's supposed to be happening, is that it is happening. And we, we, we want to fight reality so hard, right? Because we don't like it. But the more we fight it, the worse it gets, or at least it doesn't change, right? So how do we just let go of that resistance of what is, of what's happening, and just be with it and say, you know what? Okay, so I didn't receive today. Okay, that was supposed to happen. Why? Well, maybe that was for me to look back and today and say, oh yeah, I didn't, I didn't take that compliment well today. Okay. I'm going to think about that tomorrow and be conscious of that tomorrow. Like that, that happened so that I can be conscious, more conscious of it. So the not being good at things is our indicator, our signal. When we're not good and we feel bad about that, that's the, that's the signal that it's important to us. That's all it is. Oh, oh, I noticed that I feel bad because I didn't be a good receiver today. And I feel kind of bad about that. And that means that's important to me. That's all. Okay, so this is important to me. So what can I learn about this situation? And I had an experience where, you know, I'm trying to live in integrity. And uh, there was a, an interaction with someone who was my friend, I thought a very close, close friend. And then when the pandemic hit, it was like, she wasn't my friend anymore. Like she didn't, we didn't hang out. She didn't talk to me. She didn't text me. She, you know, it was just done. And that went on for like two years. And I would text her sometimes and say, hey, do you want to hang out? And it would be like, yeah, let me check with my husband. And then, you know, I wouldn't hear back. So uh, one day she texted me, literally, like this was this autumn. So it was like two and a half years into the pandemic. And she asked me about something for her child that my child was doing. And she wanted information from me. And I just, I said to myself, I said, you know what? This person is not my friend anymore because they have not communicated with me. So I don't want to give her information, right? So I felt like I wanted to receive her friendship and I didn't receive it. So I was angry, but we won't go into that. But anyway, so I communicated with her that I felt hurt, that I felt like she no longer wanted to be my friend. And there was back and forth texting and all of that. And in the end, I ended up being like a little snarky on 
a little bit snarky on the text. And it, it, it just wasn't a good communication. And afterwards, I, even now, this was a couple months ago, I still am like, I did that wrong. God, I did that wrong. I did that communication with my my friend or whatever she is <laughs> wrong. And I messed it up and I and I didn't do it right. And I gotta go back and redo it. And I keep running through my head of how I did it wrong. And it's like, that means that it's important to me. And so exploring that, like, why is that important to me? I feel hurt. I feel like I I want her to be my friend, but I'm also angry because she does abandoned me. So, but the, my point is in bringing up this story, which I, I'm glad that I can publicly talk about because it's like, I still feel hurt about it, you know, and I still feel like I did it wrong. So these are my, my raw feelings about this situation. And, and it's good to speak about these things when they're raw sometimes. But my goal is to eventually become okay with the fact that I did it wrong and to remind myself that it, it, it's important to me. And that's why I feel bad about it being wrong. So when you feel bad about doing something wrong or messing up, it's in there is that desire that you have, that need that you have to be loved or whatever it is to feel worthy. And so it's okay. It's, you know, embrace the feeling bad about doing things wrong. It is what it is. And, oh, and I want to end with this last thing. Sorry, this is kind of a longer episode, but the other thing I think it's just so beautiful that we have to keep reminding ourselves is that I deserve to receive attention. I am worthy of receiving attention and appreciation and love and luck and new clients and a good business where I'm successful and good relationships, friends who do pay attention to me and reach out to me. I deserve to receive health. I deserve to receive a healthy, active body. I deserve to receive happiness. So I deserve all those things, and so do you. It's not just I'm not unique in that. We all deserve to receive that abundance of attention and love and luck and anything that you desire that feels good to you, not revenge. <laughs> the good stuff, the stuff that makes your cells vibrate in a happy way, you deserve to receive all of that. And I think that's really important in when you are going about being a better receiver, you kind of probably are going to have to remind yourself that you deserve to receive those things because I think caught up in all of that is, well, I don't deserve it because I didn't give back. Or I didn't do this or I'm a bad person or I'm, I'm unattractive. So I don't deserve whatever, or, you know, I didn't take care of my body for 50 years. So I don't deserve to be healthy. You deserve all of it, all of it. It doesn't matter what you did or what you said, or you didn't do, or didn't say, I deserve to have friends who love me and give me attention and reach out and say hi. Even if I fucked up on that situation and I didn't do it right, I still deserve someone to, to be my friend. Even if I ate ice, a pint of ice cream every day for, you know, seven or eight years, I still deserve to be healthy. So please remember that you deserve that. You deserve all that you are willing to receive, all of it. And so I hope that you do that. Keep receiving. I love you, and thank you for listening today. 
This is the Jill Cruz podcast. And also, we are doing a love challenge. You can hop onto our platform and check it out. The link will be in the show notes. And of course, uh, listen to other podcast episodes. Come and be a guest on the podcast. If you're listening, I'd love to have you be a guest if you haven't already. And also check out our website, which is winweightloss.com. That's W-Y-N weightloss.com. We have a blog where I've posted tons and tons and tons of articles. So you can get some more information and inspiration. Remember, information is power. Inspiration is like the gasoline that fuels us. Check that out. And again, thank you so much for listening today. Mm-hmm.